you're listening to The Tech Box. Welcome everybody to episode 21 of The Tech Box. I'm David Rich and I am joined this morning or evening, I don't know, it depends when it goes out, uh, <laughs> by Mr. James Honeyball. Hello James. Good morning slash evening. <laughs> yes, it, well, it's morning now, but for continuity's sake, it could be evening. That's right. So, good day to you. And yourself, sir. How are you? You okay? Not bad, not bad. How's the tech world treating you? Well, I guess my main tech headline was I had managed to smash my Apple Watch. Yeah, I uh, saw that. No so, Apple Care. No. So, I was at the swimming pool and... Uh, I put my Apple Watch in the locker. Uh, okay, so I'll I'll stop you. First question: <laughs> Why was it in the locker? I mean, I'm guessing you used it in the gym, and it's waterproof, yeah. Well, it's a Series Zero, oh, and I think it's right. I think it's like showerproof, but I've yeah. never really even worn it in the shower. So I just take it off when I'm going to be in the water, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I've got the Series 3, that's why I'm getting confused. Oh, very nice. I just sort of take mine everywhere, yeah. So, yeah, it was in the locker. It was one of those classic device smash things. I took my bag out. The watch was in front of it. So it got pulled out, fell on the floor, face down. And it just made that noise that you knew it was smashed. And uh, I thought, well, what do you do, you know? New one's actually quite expensive. I realised that this was actually one that went through your hands at one point in the dim and distant past. Ah, it had that red strap. Yes. I, so that, that original one is the Series Zero that I got on launch. I literally pre-ordered that one and got that. So that is so day zero. It had a good life. Mm. It, I never actually had a problem with it at all. I had one problem because I only used it for just being a watch and notifications and fitness tracking. Yes. So run tracking. And the only problem that I had was when you selected the exercises mini app on the phone. Slow. And you went to select the activity. It was super slow. Mm. Um, on the very latest software, it seemed that it um, that activity selection would actually eventually start working after about 10 seconds after you launched the app. Right. To be honest, that was fine with, with me. I know it's like mega slow, but that was fine. Uh, previous softwares I'd actually have to kill that app and relaunch it and that took maybe 20 seconds 25 seconds so um, I thought I could do without the watch I said I'd just leave it smashed and um, maybe wait to see what gets launched uh, later on this year but eventually it did start to what annoy me that I didn't have the watch so I went to eBay and I bought a cheap series one I picked that up yesterday and right. uh, I'm back in action is the speed difference noticeable? A tiny bit, yeah. When you're, it's a, it does seem a little bit snappier, I have to say. So hmm. it hasn't um, had any delay when selecting the workout, although I've only been on one workout so far, so I'm not sure that's a definitive uh, test. No. I use the, um, have you used that Nike Run Club app? No. So, so I always use the workouts for my, for my, the workout app for running because obviously it integrates within health and activity. But the Nike Run app as well also integrates into that all that. So if I do a Nike if I do a run with Nike Run, it will also add it to my um it'll add to the rings and it'll add it into the actual activity app and the workouts. 
but what benefit do you get? Because presumably a normal activity run will go into all those things as well. You get the benefits. So there's some nice little features there, like things like running with Mo Farah, sort of coached runs. Okay. So, um, and there's there's sort of coached runs and sort of challenges and different things like that. So while you're running, you get sort of the mentor in your head and there's just different things. So there is quite a lot of added functionality and it links back as well. So I'm not really losing anything. That sounds quite interesting. I always turn those voices off because I haven't ever had the time or inclination to actually, you know, work out how to set them up properly. So I just turn all the voice prompting off and all the sort of time stamps off. But I'm sure that they'd be quite useful if I was a bit competitive with my runs in terms of trying to get the times down and things. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that those sorts of bits of coaching and sort of time stamping would be quite useful. Yeah, so they are, yeah, I, I think they are. Well, I, I, again, I think it's a certain individual. What I like best is I've got the Series 3, haven't I? So I like now that you can actually listen to the Apple Music playlists. Yeah, yeah. Without having the phone with me, which is a godsend. And I've, I've mentioned it before, but I've downloaded an app called Watch Player, and it allows me to sync over a couple of podcasts as well. So, so I was, I've been thinking about this. Um, what headphones do you use? So I've been, I've got a cheap pair of, uh, I've got the AirPods, which I occasionally use, but I, for the gym so and I don't, stuff. So I've got no confidence that those, that those AirPods would stay in with me sat still like the <laughs> normal wired ones don't. So what's the other one? So um, I just picked up a cheap pair of something like £16 one off eBay. They've got the loops over the ears and I'm not afraid to get them wet because I, I'd gone through a few AirPods with sweat. So yeah, I'd, I'd I'd killed a couple, and I th- I thought, okay, yeah, these are good. They stay in when I'm running, but durability wise, sixty nine pound a go outside of warranty. I can't really be paying that. So um, I thought I'll just get a cheap pair of jobbers for the gym, and it, it works perfectly well. To be fair, okay. So, so I might go in that direction. I mean, I take a little Sony Z three compact out with me running, mm-hmm. which works quite well. But yeah, I could do without that if I got the uh 3g not well i probably wouldn't need the 3g but i probably would need the gps one to record my uh, routes and things yeah so it's it's really nice leave the phone at home watch on the wrist sync a podcast over yeah i've got that option go running with mo farrow or something like that so i get his voice prompts the only the only issue with that is when when the voice prompts interrupt the music it'll only restart again if it's apple music if it's anything Uh. like um the third-party watch player app. The, it, the podcast will come back, but then it kills the uh, mentoring run. So, so thing okay. in your ears. So you've got to have the music really. But with music enabled and playlists, yeah, it integrates perfectly well. You'll be listening to music. Next minute, Mo will kick in, tell you you're doing really good. Keep going, offer you a few words of wisdom, and then it fades back to your music. And all the time, it's tracking you your location to sync back to your phone so you can see where your your pace was, where you ran fast, where you slowed down, uh, elevation, heart rate, all that. It's it's really good. I love the stats. I'm a stats geek, James. Yeah. Well, I hope that they um, introduce a proper podcast support on the Apple Mm. Watch because when I'm out running, I know it's not probably good to get me the best running time, but I listen to podcasts when I'm running. Yes, uh, snap. Yeah, that's. But it sounds pretty good. It sounds like you're ninety nine percent of the way there. Watch play is good. It's the so 
it's a, it's a standalone app, Watch Player. I think it's free. There's, you know, he asks for donations, and you input, you search for the RSS manually. So let's say phone show chat, something like that. It finds the podcast, then you select the episode, and you can either download it with the watch, which is slow, super slow, or you can download to the watch from the phone. Again, super slow, and you're looking for probably a 40 meg podcast. You're looking about 15 minutes to transfer over. So right. there is a there's a bit of prep bit involved. Of prep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Once once it's there, it's just just on your on your phone, like and you and you just play it. So it's uh, it's worth the effort, in my opinion, if you if you like listening to it. And I don't like running with my phone, so mm. it, it's it it's a small thing. You wouldn't actually think that leaving your phone at home while you're on a run is a big thing, but you know it makes it makes that bit of difference to me. Not having to have anything but yeah. a pair of shorts, a t-shirt, and a set of Bluetooth headphones in. It's uh, yeah. quite nice. Okay, so that's my uh, well, that's one of my latest uh, tech things. Anyway, how about things on your side? So I got the iPad twenty eighteen. Uh, okay, yep. The newer one. I had the 2017, but on the day I got it, they released the 2018. So Yeah, we had a quick chat about that beforehand. I can't remember why we said that it was a good idea for you to get the 2017 when it was pretty clear that the 2018 was coming out. But Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I so it literally arrived on the day it got announced, so it, it didn't get opened. It literally just went back, same cellophane and everything like that. So um, I don't feel overly guilty about that. I, I suppose they... I don't know why did I order it, James? Why? Well, <laughs> impatience, I think. Yeah, impatience. I didn't think they were going to do it, but I think we all knew they did. Um, it, it's nice, actually. I've never been one for iPads. I've had them in the past, and um, they've come and they've gone. But yeah, you know, th- this one's this one's staying. It's. Uh, I pick it up a lot more than my laptop now with the new functionality, the split screen. That makes a big difference. And yeah, uh, I've not used a Pro. Uh, so I've not used an iPad Pro, and I wouldn't say I'm in any way disadvantaged by having the 2018. The process is more than capable. I don't notice the screen lamination. I can't for the life of me tell. I, like I said, I've not had any long exposure with the with a Pro, so I don't know. It's just a nice screen. And, um, but you've had a long exposure with an iPhone, which has had a laminated screen since the iPhone 4. Yeah. So I, you know what a laminated screen looks like versus a air-gapped screen. Yeah. And I notice no difference. Absolutely okay. no difference whatsoever. Um, literally, I my usage of an iPad is uh, YouTube and maybe Twitter occasionally and a Safari browser, and that's it. Although um, I have uploaded a few podcasts on it from the Files app, which is uh, Ooh, okay. quite that's good. a bit advanced. Yeah, yeah, I was quite happy with myself. I, I'm yet to be able to record <laughs> for obvious reasons, but I think that's easy to easily done. Record straight into GarageBand, piece of cake. Um, yeah, I th- people say that you can't do a podcast recording on an iPad, but I can't imagine it be that, especially the way that we do it. I can't imagine it be that difficult. No, I, I mean I've not tried. So I've not tried running Skype at the same time as GarageBand. But then you could always have Skype on like a headset from your phone or something. Exactly. That's the that's the way. Recording the feed separately, you don't need to have it running on the same... You don't need to be synced in, do you? No. I think so. you could... I reckon you could get a workable setup pretty easily. Yeah. I think the, the one of the beauties of the iPad, which I think you're experiencing, is once you've got a decent 
processor in there and everything is super quick mm. it becomes so much more of a first choice device over the laptop and everything because no matter how fast a laptop is it's never as instantaneous as an ipad no no and, it, and it's just convenient isn't it i mean i've got a sort of apple style case it's not from apple it was off amazon but um it does the same you just prop it up anywhere it's just yeah. literally convenient you just prop it up anywhere watch youtube with your headphones in go about your tasks it's uh, any keyboard no, I I keep thinking about it. I keep thinking, get myself a Logitech case keyboard. I want it all in one. But then I think, actually, what am I typing? I'm I'm very rarely typing things. You know, Safari it's basically just URLs in Safari, yeah. basically, isn't it? And they auto populate because I go there enough. Yeah. So uh, no, I think I'm I think I'm good. I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's um, changing which, my habits. Which color did you go for? I went for just the standard black on space gray. Okay. Basically. I'm not like on my iPhone where I've got this horrible gold color. <laughs> no, don't say that. I thought you liked that one. No, I mean, no. I really like it, but I'm not living with it. But I like it to look at it in, uh, you know, in the adverts and everything. It's the white front that gets me. I just don't like the white front. I don't. That's like why I got front. I got the iPad Mini Four in. I and I got it um, certified refurbished, and that was white it's white and gold actually and you know i'm owning that and uh I, you know i don't really notice that white front too much it, it does kind of blend mentally out of the way once you're concentrating on the content of the screen i find yeah i, I don't know this is the first iphone that i've not really felt i don't know usually they're my prized objects and I covet them and all sorts, and I, I don't feel anything for this iPhone. Uh. I am counting down the months until September and the new phone comes out. It's just, it's moved very much into a tool phase for me, and I yeah. don't know why. I don't know whether it's because I don't like it, I don't like the colour, or it, I've gone for I've got the smaller one, I haven't got the plus, but I, I just don't know. But it's I think that the, the iPhones do move into the tool phase anyway, don't they? Because, you know, I just tend to use my iPhone as my, you know, my main PC for getting things done. And yeah, I like to fiddle with Android things and, you know, fiddle on the computer and the laptop and the iPad all around the periphery. But, you know, if something just, if I need to, you know, communicate or check Twitter or do something, and I'll just always grab the iPhone in a very yeah. utilitarian way. Yeah, I've been experimenting with the case off as well. That's how much I'm not that bothered that by this living phone. dangerously. But it is. That, that is the classic, uh, you know, iPhone five. You know, battered. You know, use it as a tool. You know, not worry about dropping it. All that kind of stuff. That's um, mm. it's good that you've mentally got yourself into that place. Really, yeah. No you screen get to protectors. Enjoy it naked. No screen protectors neither. Living dangerously now. Living dangerously. Um. James, on your iPhone, so we I, I mentioned this, didn't I, into the, into the chat group, but I've been having real slowdowns with the iPhone and playing a few games, and I, I, it's all heat-related, but it's the first time I've ever really come across it. Um, I, I think it's the first time I've ever really played a game, to be perfectly honest, but um, I've been playing this CSR2 racing game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in the I've case... I've not played it, but um, I remember you saying, yeah. Yeah, in the case, the phone gets really hot, and obviously the, fir the screen dims first, it limits the brightness. But then, it really weird, after probably about another 5 or 10 minutes, we're talking 20, 25 minutes, 
it goes really, really choppy. It starts dropping frames. It starts sort of stuttering. It's really, really strange. I've never experienced I, I it before. I reckon the blame might lie with the game. The I recently played uh, Golf... Is it Golf Clash or Golf Kings? Hmm. It was a game... Let me just look it up. It was a game... Yeah, Golf Clash. And this was recommended to me by my brother, and we kind of uh, got addicted to it uh, when we were on holiday. And I would play that for a long time on end. I won't say hours, but certainly maybe three quarters of an hour at a time and i didn't notice it getting necessarily super hot i noticed that it did make a fairly decent dent in my battery but i never it never got so hot that it was getting choppy and that's i mean it's not massively um detailed graphics and detailed gameplay but it's 3d most of the time yeah it's almost as if it's thermal throttling itself down because well, it, yeah, it does sound like that, yeah. Because it's so hot, it's literally just throttling throttling off. And I've not and experienced it. How long are you it. playing before that happens? Oh, about 25 minutes. It is really graphically intensive, though, the game. Um, so I don't know whether that's got anything to do with it. But, it, yeah, about 20, 25 minutes. It's, obviously, heat-wise, the, the phones are designed to dim the screen, aren't they? They limit the brightness. Yeah. And then... Um, so it's thermal protection kicking in on the phone, really. I think the cl- processor's clocking down, but I've never really experienced it. No, I've not. I've not experienced that at all. So, But then again, I don't. Um, I just don't tend to play games on my phone. I mm. kind of, I'm always on the lookout for anything, but I don't, for whatever reason, I never happen to be playing lots of games on my phone. Yeah, I've just become addicted to that for some strange reason. Really, really odd. Maybe I'll download it later today and have a play on it and um, see if I can get it to slow down. Because I'm pr- presuming that the innards of my iPhone 10 are pretty much the same as your iPhone 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. It's uh, it's one of those freemium games, but I'm challenging. I'm yet to pay any money, and I won't. But it's, no. it's taking months because I won't pay money. I suppose you should pay the amount of money you think is worthy of the game uh, through your freemium in-app purchases and then not pay any more. Mm. But uh, it's a bit of a, it's a very annoying mechanism, isn't it? It is. Um, one last thing. I think we're going to be a double-ender today. I think we're probably going to pass over to Richard and yourself uh, or maybe even me at a later date. Um, the iPhone battery health monitor... Yes. Okay, so what's yours currently at? Because my I've got it's a bit weird mine and I'll and I'll talk to you about it. Okay, so let me just check my to do it on the iPhone ten, which is my main phone. So battery battery health. Ninety nine percent it says. Okay, so battery health wise, mine iPhone eight bought October twenty eighth, uh, twenty seventeen. When I installed the update, which was, are we looking about just over a month ago now for 11.3? Yeah, yeah, about that, yep. It was 97%, which okay. I thought was quite low. And I've just checked it now going in, and it's 95%. Ah, so it's rapidly collapsing. It is, isn't it? What am I doing <laughs> with it? I don't know. I think the 10 has got a bigger battery, mm. but so it doesn't need quite as many cycles if you're not using it that much maybe you're just tearing through the cycles you'll have to get the um a detail out with a you know a, a mac app like coconut battery ah, and get yes. the real details out so i charge every night 
without fail, obviously. But it's I, an charge, iPhone. I charge this one every night without fail. And I put it on a wireless pad when I'm out yeah. sometimes. Well, mine charges overnight on a wireless pad. Oh, right, okay. Well, if anything, you think that was worse. I used to do that, but I stopped doing that because prolonged heat and all that inefficiency. I, yeah, I don't think... I've not actually... I know that it, in theory, would generate a little bit of heat on the pad, but I've not um, felt it when I've... Um, Checked it halfway through a charge, so I don't think that uh, wireless charging is going to be a problem. So seven months, I've lost five percent, effectively. I mean, I think that that is still acceptable in terms of what you know. If you think that a battery is going to last you eighteen months, two years, yeah, uh, for it to be in really good shape, so you know, you've got until 85%, really. They quote 80%, don't they, on Apple's stats, that they'll replace the battery if it dips below 80% within the, within the warranty period. Mm. That's when they consider it to be an issue. So, so if you're I, probably still ahead. Yeah, if I rang Apple and said, look, my battery's draining, it's an unacceptable rate, and they'll go, yeah, whatever, Dave. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that the 8 is included in their 25-quid uh, battery change program at the moment. Mm-hmm. No, so, it'd be interesting. They can pull off the stats, actually. I might give them a call, and I know I can do it with coconut battery, but they can pull it off their end as well. This is interesting, isn't it? They must now get a massive increase in calls of exactly what you're saying. My battery's dipped down to 95%. I've lost 2% in a month. This is not yeah. normal. Yeah, yeah. and what you, what can you do about it? Yeah. Um, because it's the sort of thing why... Apple never had that kind of detail in there because it's like, leave it to us, we'll deal with it. If the battery gets too unhealthy, we'll slow your phone down a bit. You know, it's completely out of the user's way. They don't have to worry about it and therefore they're not going to complain about it too much. Yeah. But now they're putting it front and centre and they're saying, actually, the capacity of your battery has decreased this much. That must just generate a lot of calls back into Apple, mustn't it? Yeah, and I'm one of these people who turns off battery percentage because I don't want to monitor it. I don't I don't yeah. so Yeah, I know what you mean. So you did you don't want to be reminded of it all day. No. And now I know that my battery is five percent worse than what it ever was. But <laughs> are you hitting um you know naught percent before the end of the day and therefore you think damn i i really could use that extra five percent i do hear before yeah i mean I, i've told this story loads my battery usage for what i use it for is absolutely nothing i don't get anything so literally it's off charge about half past five in the morning uh i go to work it sits in the car all day and i don't use it because i don't use my phone at work um, it sits in the car all day. I get back in the car at five o'clock at night. I drive home and then I hit 20% by about half past seven. I may be on my lunch, watch 15 minutes of YouTube. And that's, so, it's always been the case with iPhone 10, iPhone 7 plus. It's got to be the fact that it's in a car searching for yeah, a signal. Yeah, that's really weird, isn't it? Why yeah. don't you, I mean, I guess you should just put it, I mean, it's pain. It's total pain, but I guess you should put it into airplane mode yeah. when you chuck it in the car, glove yeah. box, or wherever you're putting it. But yeah, that's um, but I suppose you're still saying you've got 20% by the time you need to uh, plug it in, yeah. But that's 20% after not using the thing, that's the yeah, crazy that's thing. It's weird, isn't it? I mean, that's not good. Uh, no. certainly, um, I always want a phone to do a full day of. I think I've described this previously, but getting up, at, I don't get up at five, but get up at seven, um, 
listen to a bit of a podcast whilst I'm having a shower, or, or actually it's not a podcast, I listen to the um, radio when I'm having a shower uh, and getting ready for work, and then uh, if I'm taking the train into work, then it needs to be able to do, you know, a bit of browsing, a bit of Twitter, a bit of listening to music on the way into work. I generally don't play about with my phone when I'm in work, but then it needs to be able to support the journey home all the time through dodgy signal, uh, especially if I'm working up in London, then, you know, the signal's quite uh, uh, up and down. And then maybe it might need to support a night out. So a few photos, a little bit more um, playing about on it, and then a, a journey back late at night. Now, if a phone can do that long day, then it's got a really good battery. Yeah. No. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I, I'm not... I've I've found my usage with all of my phones though. So, like going back to the iPhone six, I get that abysmal performance because it sits in the car all day. So, um, I'm not worried about this phone in particular. I, th- I just think it's I don't know. The ninety five percent worries me, but I don't like this phone anyway. It's going in three months, so <laughs> um, I don't like. I don't care enough. <laughs> to That's do a it. surprise, but it's. I mean, presumably it's quick enough and. Uh, powerful enough to get your daily chores done on it. Oh, massively! Yeah, you know, it's a really good phone. I I just don't know why I haven't gelled with it. To be perfectly, mm. I think I I came from a ten, didn't I, to the eight? Yeah. Uh, got offered the good deal on a swap, so I thought, you know, I'm not using it my phone massively anymore as as much as I ever did, and um, I think I maybe just missed that extra screen real estate. To be fair. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I don't like the white, so that's enough for me. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do when they launch these new iPhones at the end of the year. There's rumours of these three different sizes of X. So you can have the uh, existing size and two bigger sizes, one slightly cheaper than uh, the other ones. Yeah. I- I've mused, you know, I've mused that I might just get a, a 10. I might just get an X. So well, but you I- might as well get the X twenty eighteen edition, mightn't you? I oh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm turning into a non, uh, a normob, as we should say. Uh, yeah, your your sort of gradual transformation into a normob. This is good. I know. We yeah, definitely I, need, uh, we need a a normob representation on the uh, tech box crew. <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what they woo me with. I, I certainly want a bigger screen than the eight, and I won't be going white again on the front. So that's for sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to wrap it up there for me, James. Okay. Well, great to speak with you, Dave, and uh, hopefully be speaking again soon. Yeah, we'll fast forward now to uh, the, the next, next crew. Bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Cheers, Dave. Bye. Well, thank you to uh, James and Dave there. Uh, and uh, this evening, uh, currently I'm talking to James, I'm Richard, of course. Uh, we may have somebody else join us later. We'll see where we are. But um, before we go any further, I just wanted to say we don't actually have adverts on the tech box. Uh, and part of that is because we think we should probably try and keep it free and unbiased from adverts. Part of it is because it means that occasionally we can put out a shout for our mates who need some help, uh, and you all know Nick Ratcat is uh, still obviously suffering from uh, the, the, the brain tumour problem that he's got, and uh, he could do with some help. So if anybody can make a, a donation, uh, paypal.me slash ratcat, R-A-T-K-A-T, uh, I know Nick gratefully receives any donations. Uh, he's not been able to work for mm, 10 months or so now. Uh, so um, if you've enjoyed the stuff he's done, if you enjoy listening to Tech Talk UK, if he's helped you on anything, if you've used PSC Forum, 
Um, any donation you can make be gratefully received by Nick. That's paypal.me slash ratcat. Anyway, that's the advert break over. Um, what are we going to talk about first, James? So I think we can start with P20, can't we? That's yeah. your latest uh, device to play with. Let's start with P20. Now, I've got to be said, I was just so lucky here. Um, I got invited a few months ago to join a sort of market research marketing group called The Insiders. And um, The Insiders sort of works a bit like this. You you get notified of its new campaigns and you sort of join a list to say, yeah, I'd like to uh, I'd like to take part in that campaign. And, and if it involves hardware, um, they ask you to put down a deposit. Um, and at the end of the, the sort of uh, marketing test campaign, uh, you either get to keep the device and they keep the deposit, or you can send the device back and, and they uh, refund the deposit in full. So really, it's a kind of, from my point of view, uh, incredibly lucky because you know, I've had sort of, would you like to join this dog food trial? Would you like to do this? It's not all tech by any any um, stretch of the imagination. I think we've had toothpaste and all sorts of us. And then one day I was sat, sat working away and in came the email and I saw it and it says Huawei P20 Pro. Well, I, I, I hit the uh, the keyboard instantaneously and uh, um, it was really quite amusing. I, they only had 75 of these and I was lucky enough I managed to get one. So thanks to uh, the insiders, I have a Huawei P20. And um, well, I got to say, I really like this device. Um, I, I know you might say, you know, I mean, the, the standard thing, I received this device in return for a unbiased review. Well, um, uh, that has been the case that obviously I, I, I feel quite positive towards it because I received it for, for a reduced price. Um, but actually, I also, I also feel positive towards it because I really like the device. I mean, the, the battery, it just goes on forever and ever. I, I've, you know, I've, I've gone two whole days easily without charging it once. And on one of those days, I took probably a hundred photographs. So that, that, that for a start off is a winner for somebody who likes taking photographs on holiday. You know, I think you should easily make a, a pretty heavy day of, um, of photographing. Um, the screen is very nice. It doesn't really have any nasty foibles. The Huawei skin is really, really toned back. I, you know, I've not once had it throttle an app and, and, and you know, force it into the background. Um, it's very fluid. Um, the camera, uh, the camera when it first came out was was producing some great pictures. I, I know um, Steve Litchfield was saying, well, it's over sharpening. I think it can be improved in software. I've had it about three or four days when it had a huge update, and, and since then the the camera does definitely seem to have been improved. Um, what don't I like about it? No three and a half millimeter jack plug. That's really the, the single biggest thing I don't like about it. Um, doesn't have cheap charging. I think that's a bit of an omission. Um, but overall, really nice device. I am really looking forward to being able to spend some time when I get a holiday uh, using it. Uh, and what I would say is I have two SIMs, a, a, a SIM for work and uh, a sort of a personal SIM. The personal SIM has been sat in this pretty much ever since I got it because it, it's just... A very nice device to use, and um, if I if I, I I do wonder if I might have missed out on this because when the when the um, when the offer came through, I had a a, a Mate Ten, um, and in some ways this is not so much of a a change. Uh, in other ways, yeah, yeah, the camera is definitely better on this. Um, this one has the notch, of course, which uh, some people hate. I I actually think the notch is fine because it just gives me more screen estate. And you can switch it off anyway. Um, I may have missed it because I may have thought it's not such an advance over the Mate 10 that I, I actually want to 
to take the hit. But given that, that I got it for a really very very nicely subsidised price, I'm, I'm really thrilled to bits, I've got to say. So, um, yeah, thank you to uh, to the insiders. And no doubt there's some thanks in there to, to Huawei, who no doubt provided a certain number of units as well. So the camera is probably the thing that interests me the most, just because... I think if you take the camera away, it's it, it's just a generic Huawei phone, really, isn't it? You know, I know yeah. it's got the 2018 specs in terms of yeah, 18 yeah. by 9 screen. It's got the curved edges. It's got the notch. It drops the headphone jack. No Qi charging. Yeah. It's kind of regulation 2018 phone, isn't it? The, yeah, the Qi charging is disappointing, and I think that's something that they could have put right for a very small cost. The headphone jack annoys the heck out of me because. Um, I'm not as sort of um, mad about this as as uh, Steve is, but the way I feel about it is it's it is a, re- a reduction in functionality. You know, it was just just about the only socket that was more or less standard on every yeah. device. Yeah. And 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 now you know we're going back to the bad old days of pop port sockets and goodness knows sockets. And and actually USB C has huge promise, but actually the way it's been implemented, particularly with regards to audio. Is utterly ridiculous. Where you have some phones that only have analog output, some that have digital and analog. I think I think I'm right in saying this one has analog and digital. So I suppose that that covers a few bits. But all of the all the necessary uh, electronics in there could have been avoided with a nice simple old fashioned jack plug. And and actually, I think the the you know that's one thing. Most of the time, I'll, I'll be honest, I do listen to music on AirPods anyway, and they work beautifully with it. Um, but the thing that you can't do with it, of course, is charge it and, and listen to wired headphones if you're trying to sleep or something, or or resting on a you know resting in some circumstances where you don't want to use uh, Bluetooth headphones. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to go to sleep wearing AirPods. For a start off, they'd they'd fall out, and secondly, they'd go flat somewhere. So um, at least they would use with an Android phone, not not with a, a, an iPhone. I, I, I know, but so I, I think that's a that's a bad mistake. I, I don't. I, mean, I, I like Steve. I don't really get it. Um, it doesn't bother me to the extent that it bothers bothers him. Um, but then you know that's that's everybody's choice. But I, I don't think it's actually improved the phone, and I'm pretty pretty sure there would have been room for it as well. Looking at looking at this thing. No, so. absolutely. If people think that the headphone jack has been taken out for any other reason other than Apple took it out, you know, they have their own reasons. They've got a very lucrative, you know, headphone business that they want to uh, pump up. Yeah. But I think we will see Qi charging come back in to all the Android phones now after Absolutely. being taken away purely and only because it's been added into the um, new iPhones. Yep, so if that doesn't prove that taking away the um, headphone jack was completely pointless, nothing else will. And, of course, the notch. If uh, Apple hadn't have had put the notch into <laughs> the uh, iPhone X, and people would say, well, the essential phone ha- uh, got the notch to market before uh, Apple, but this notch had been rumoured and would have been all throughout the supply chain for the last, you know, eighteen months beforehand. So yeah, I think yeah. it is completely and utterly dictated by what Apple does. And given where we are this day and age, and how good Android is on its own, it's just really annoying that um, it, it, it's unnecessary. All yeah. these Android manufacturers seem to want to copy. Uh, Apple so blatantly. I just think that the beauty of Android is in the originality that it can bring, you know, and the diversity of devices that it can bring. And I think uh, at the moment we're kind of stuck where I think everyone's just a little bit scared of um, going out on a limb. And the only people that seem to be going out on a limb 
to a degree are Samsung because they're still throwing the kitchen sink in yeah. and they're still the ones that are dominating the market. So yeah, I, I maybe there's right. a lesson to be learned there. Okay, so I think we've got uh, Andy on the line. Hello, Andy. All right, boys. Hello, mate. How's it going? Very well. How are you? It's uh, evening here. How is it over there? It's good. We just had sports day, which is why uh, we've managed to uh, match our timelines or time zones up. Um, so I got oh. home. It's about 3.30 here. So we had a nice day in Central Park running around. All the kids were covered in sweat. Uh, but it's very sunny and very lovely here, but they're, they're all completely knackered. So did you win the egg and spoon? Oh, egg and spoon. We came second, but came first in the tug of war. So that's good. Nice. Okay. Is that because you had all the little kids on the other end and all the teachers on the other end? <laughs> I wish we had, like, <laughs> it would have been brilliant. A teachers versus kids tug of war. Yeah. They, prob- <laughs> yeah, yeah. they probably would have won, actually. Yeah. Andy, how old are, you, are the kids you're dealing with? Uh, seven and eight. Oh, yeah, they'd have beaten you easily. <laughs> oh, definitely. They would have, they would have wiped, wiped, wiped the floor with me. <laughs> you may have stood a chance with the under fives, but as soon as they yeah, get exactly, seven, exactly. Yeah, seven, yeah. No, Some of them no, are a little, bit, a little bit beefy, <laughs> working out. So we were just talking about the P20 uh, and its various features. Uh, my, my main interest is probably in and around the camera, just because the rest of it is fairly meh. That's a bit harsh. Well, it's it's that is a little bit harsh because I I recognise I've held it and I've I've played about on the home screens. That's probably about the sum of my interaction with it. But it's a very well built device. Very feels very nice in the hand. The screen I thought was really good. I thought they'd got a lovely balance of contrast and color and everything it was you could tell it was kind of an oled but they hadn't cranked it up and it was nice yeah uh, very appealing to the eye so when i say it's met i mean it's on a par with a lot of the other flagships that are out there at the moment you know if not you know it's in that top league if you like um the thing that the thing that it's differentiating on is the camera so i just wondered how what scenarios you'd put it through in terms of you know, what sort of events, and then also how you can be sure that the um, picture quality is improved. Because I think I said this uh, to Steve when uh, we had a chat about it, which is, you know, the camera getting improved is a promise that gets trotted out with all phone releases. And I very rarely notice it. You know, we always have it there as, oh, they could improve the camera with subsequent firmwares. And, okay, maybe the first one or two does, but then the the uh, picture quality pretty much levels off pretty quickly. So, yeah, I, I, what do you well, think? Well, yeah, okay, a couple of things. First thing is I'd had it about three days when the software update came out. Um, so the actual opportunity I had to take very many pictures with it beforehand was limited. So I've only really got one that I can do a direct comparison on. Um, and that one is a sort of one of these pictures where there's lots of grass in the background or whatever. And there were, I think on the first firm where there was lots of criticism about how it all became very painterly, you know, there was very little, um, definition. The current software, um, does seem to produce much more realistic results to me. Now, I, I think to be honest, you better to have a look at, um, Gavin Fabiani Lehmann's pictures because he's taken hundreds of pictures with the P20 Pro because he'd, he'd had it for a while. But I think that's his experience as well that this latest uh, firmware is quite an improvement. Certainly, I've got to say, I, I, I'm very impressed with the pictures it's produced. Um, the AI doesn't seem to be over the top. If I, if I were to say I had a, a criticism of the pictures it produces, they, um, if we go back into the old film camera days, they're a little bit Kodachrome for my liking. The uh, the colours that, that, uh, that are brought out are... Uh, I, I always used to prefer a sort of a, a, a Fuji film uh, base, which I think is probably slightly more blue 
than than Kodachrome. Um, but there is an element to which they they pop, although you can you can turn that that back effectively. But the AI does seem to work very well. It seems to pick you know the the right scene. It tells you what it's about to take. You've got the chance to override it. Um, the camera is fast. It's responsive. Uh, if you uh, pixel peep on it, it's producing good results. Um, I think they can fairly say uh, the pictures it's producing are top quality. Uh, I know talking to Leon, who's also had this for a while, uh, he, he started out getting pictures that he wasn't very impressed with, and as he's learned to use it more and more, he has got better and better results. So I think, uh, yeah, I... From direct experience, I can't be 100% certain that the software has improved. All I can really say is the only other two people I know who've used it to any great extent both say that it has, and I'm certainly happy with the results it's producing. So, so yeah, I think this is pretty good. Let's mm. put it this way. Having having used it for... I mean, the sorts of things I've done with it is walks in the country, walks around town. I was staying down in um, Stony Stratford uh, at the beginning of the week, which is a little market town in Buckinghamshire. I'm sure it's the sort of place Andy knows well. Uh, lots of old buildings and, uh, you know, down by the river and willow trees and all this sort of thing. And, yeah, I'm very happy with the results. Once I came back and saw those pictures, in fact... Um, you know, I thought, well, yeah, this is this is definitely the the, the camera phone I want to be playing with right at the moment. Mm, okay, this, this, it certainly sounds positive. It sounds more positive than uh, I would have thought. And do you just shoot it in auto, or are you using the telephoto and the monochrome and everything else? Most of the time, I've done it in auto because I'm still really learning the the interface. Um, I have done a few telephoto pictures, but not not any specific monochrome ones as yet. So overall, apart from the perennial annoyance of the headphone jack, you think this is pretty good? As I say, I, I have two criticisms. One is the lack of the headphone jack. The other is the lack of Qi charging. And I, I completely agree with your theory that next year's phones will all have Qi charging. Yeah. And, and in that sense, thank you, Apple, because they've actually done us all yeah. a favour there. Yeah. Um, but of course, this is old hat now as a camera phone, isn't it? Yeah, I think we should move on to another phone, which yeah. has got a headphone jack, has yeah. got wireless charging. Andy, what's your new toy? It's got something else as well that I don't really want. He's got. An, oh, stop moaning about the, the. He's moaning about the extra screen space. Oh yes, yeah. That the extra bonus, the bonus two screen squ- space either two side. millimeters squared. It's pretty so ridiculous. Off, Andy. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't agree. I, you know, on, on the P20, for example, they've moved all the notifications into the two bits around the notch. Right. So you, you've definitely you've definitely got more screen space there than you'd have had before. If you switch it off, all those notifications move down and occupy some of the space you'd have otherwise. Not on the G7 Thing Q. So what happens? So what happens with this when you've taken out the box? The very first screen you're presented with is basically, would you like a notch or not? And the the, the tick is actually on the choice of not having one. So you know, save me half a second to choose yeah. that. So now, when you set the phone up, you don't see the notch because the um, the clock and the uh, Wi-Fi and the 4G signal and battery percentage are up in the two, let's call them ears, just for argument's sake. And if you have decided you you don't want to have the notch, they're in a black background. So mm-hmm. at first glance, it doesn't look as if you've actually got any kind of notch. The trouble is with that, it, it LG need to do some kind of update so that that little band, those two little ears are always forced to be black. Otherwise, as soon as you put on any kind of um, different wallpaper, for instance, I'm using Nova Launcher, 
which mm-hmm. you know there's a an, one of the LG uh, wallpapers, but using Nova Launcher, um, the two ears uh, are, are are part of the wallpaper, so you only really lose the notch when you go to settings, which is obviously an LG um, UI uh, element, and so in settings the, the 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 top of the phone looks like a regular phone where it's it's all black because the notch is black obviously the two ears are black and the the screen for settings is white so it actually looks like it's doing its job but almost every other app i've tried telegram whatsapp facebook you name it the um the the ears light up and become part of the screen um <laughs> because they don't have that kind of you know so so they haven't thought it through basically have they not really. They're forcing you to embrace the notch. They're forcing you to embrace the notch, even though they ask you, would you like it or not? And you say no, and then they go, well, you're going to have it anyway. 95% I kind of just assumed, of yeah, I kind of assumed that, you know, I assumed that at a system level it would be applied so that yeah. it would tell the apps you've got the, the area underneath the notch and therefore yeah. uh, it would be able to completely keep it blacked out. So it's a bit weird that they've not been able to do that. I wonder if that's... It's a bit weird. Is that just something they're going to fix with software, is it? Well, I would like to think they would, not because I'm a fussy bugger even though I am, when you're using certain apps, like, for instance, I've just opened up Google Maps on here. Now, I'm sure it's similar on the iPhone 10 where you open up uh, an app like Google Maps and it's on full screen. It does take up the entire screen and then a little bit is cut away in black with the notch. The trouble is with that, even though, even if you're somebody that doesn't, doesn't mind the notch and you want as much screen being used as possible... Um, looking closely at the the two ears, there's an ever so slightly kind of grey, translucent film across the the map, and then the notification information, the clock and the percentage is also there as well. But it's ever so difficult to read because the part of the map I'm looking at is streets, so it's light grey. <laughs> the the font is white, and it's it. it I don't know. To yeah. me, it's not it's not well thought through. So when you're on maps, mm-hmm. let's say that you were on maps and you were looking at a completely white background on it. Yeah. When you go up to the ears, you're saying that they're greyed out a little bit so that it is applying um, something, yeah, colour to the ears, but it's just not applying solid black. So I've moved my... I can't find solid white on the map, but I'm, I'm looking at grey because of streets. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, you've got your grey streets and then right at the top, you know, just for the clock on the left and for the information on the right, there's an extra little layer of grey, very bit light grey. Bit where of you tint. Can ma- to allow yeah. you to make out the uh, clock exactly. and the signal. Exactly. Um, okay. The font so of all that information is white though, so you only would really see it if you move the map over to sort of green or blue on a lake yeah. or woods, and then you can read the time. But to me, it's just an extra an extra thing that's just, I don't think it's necessary. And I if I'm looking at I'm... maps and I want to see my battery or I want to see the clock, I don't want to have to hunt around for that. I just want to be able to see it. No, that seems silly, doesn't it? I'm looking at maps on Android now, and I can see that I've got that grey tint at the top as well. So obviously that's just, the, that's not something being applied by the LG. That's just the app. Yeah. Now, if I open up Instagram which is another app that, that doesn't kind of follow your notch rule, as it were. The yeah. uh, the ears, again, ever so slightly more grey than the background of Instagram, which is white. Yeah. But the, the font of the clock and the information is a very dark grey. So it doesn't matter yeah. that the notch is there, really. You can see the yeah. information. My, so I that's think my the point same. is, I don't, it's less about 
the notch being the notch being the notch. It's more about put, if you're going to put that information in the ears, I want to be able to see it. Otherwise, get rid of the notch and make it black, like an S9, because yeah. it's, it's just ridiculous. Like it. That sounds like that they just haven't got the software sorted for that yet. I'm I hoping it's yeah early days. Of course, it's built into Android P. So by the yeah. time we get to Android P and everyone's made their apps for Android P, right, it'll be a non-issue. By which point, the notch may well have fallen out of fashion, and uh, none of our phones will have it. Just, just, right. just listen to what Andy was saying there. The, the same problem is there on the P20 actually. Uh, on the P20 Instagram, you've got. Um, all the all the sort of notification icons, battery percentage, whatever, in in a dark colour on a grey background, and on Google Maps, yeah, same same problem. You've got like oh, really? a grey band with with white icons on it. <laughs> so yeah, thanks, Andy. I hadn't spotted that one before, <laughs> but but yeah, same thing. I think it's just an. It must just be an early implementation of how they're going to handle it because if you think of um, things, you know, some of the. Uh, uh, Android versions where you can hide the control buttons at the bottom and they kind of sync out of the way and it mm-hmm. fills the rest of the screen. I know it gets a little bit more complicated once you get up to this status bar because certain apps will assume that the status bar is there and therefore you have that, you know, translucence and, you know, um, it actually changes the colours of the things and all the rest of it. But right. I would have thought that it eventually uh, there would be a way for the phone itself to force that to be solid black and yeah. to, for the rest of the apps just to go up to the bottom of the notch, you know, up to the top. Yeah. Another problem, though, is because this is an LCD screen, you're never really going to get, well, I've solid tried. Black. You're never, yeah, you're never really going to get a, a black enough black to go with the real black of the notch because obviously that's black, yeah. you know, metal, glass, plastic, whatever. So you, it... You can you can sort of hide it and note and not really notice it, but you can also see it, which I think defeats the the purpose of trying to do that. They may as well just not give you the option. Say, embrace the notch. Here it is, because when you try to not embrace the notch, when they give you the choice, it's kind of a real cludge because you can always see it. Because, like I say, the black isn't really black; it's a very mm. dark grey. How obvious is that? Because um, it's an LCD screen. Yeah. Uh, is it just blatant that you've got solid, proper black in the middle of the notch and, and kind of greyish black either side? Yeah. So I, I've i got an app on here because um, of my V30 woes, I downloaded an app called uh, Screen Test. And so um, when my V30 was repaired, that was the first thing I uh, I opened was Screen Test, which basically gives you full screen, one colour for, you know, greys, reds, blacks, blues whatever you want and then patterns and things like that and so when I tried to to use that I went to the the black screen and even though even though it's black you can just tell that it's an LCD screen because it's ever so dark gray and not true black and I did the same with the S9 because I had the S9 sitting right next to it and it's almost it is perceptible. You can you can tell that the the S9's black is is darker and the and the there's a backlight showing through a little bit with the, with the LCD. It's very subtle and you have to be a geek to notice it really. But because we are geeks doing this podcast, we do look for things like that. And then once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And then you think, well, what's the point? Just embrace mm. the notch. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Once you've seen something like that, it, it's there every time you look, and it, it kind of gets into you and and, and winds you up. I think. 
Um, I, it does seem very... I mean, I would have said, actually, that I think the P20 Pro implementation of Notch is actually better than the iPhone X. Not that the iPhone X implementation is terrible, but you've actually lost some useful information, like, for example, battery percentage. Now, it's beyond me why they've done that. And, it, and sure, we all know it's only an, an estimate, but for however many years we've had phones, you know, you, you kind of instinctively look at the battery percentage. And, and to do that, you've got to pull down a notification on the iPhone X. That, that annoys me every time I have to do it. So I think this, yeah, they're all learning, aren't they, how to try and make something out of this space. And, and I think, Andy, your view would be they, they're all failing as well. Yeah, and another another little thing. It is a very small thing, but we, we, we love our small things, don't we? You know, using the, uh, the S9, if I've decided to kill sound, um, if memory serves, you get a tiny icon of a speaker with a line through it. So you can pick out your phone and, and turn it on and, and know that, oh, I've got it on silent i better turn it on because the, the missus is going to be calling me but because the notch takes up so much of that that space where information like that would go um you always have to swipe down to see if you're on silent or not. <laughs> that's just a ridiculous way of doing it but, but that that surely though is just a case of them working out what to do with the space and what goes where yeah uh, and presumably uh, presumably is a big word isn't it but uh, over time you would imagine that that would actually sort of iron itself out you know that they will say well, actually that's not going to work as an implementation yeah we, you know we, we need to look at, at um at something that lets you get that information the way you or would have choose had what goes up choose what goes yeah. up there i mean i don't know well, about that, youtube that's obvious, isn't it, as youtube gentlemen yeah. i have a big weather um widget with with which has a clock in it on the top of my screen so to have a tiny weeny little clock up in one of these ears is a bit silly. It's a bit duplicitous because I've got a huge clock right underneath it with exactly the same time on it. Mm. It would make me happier to be able to get rid of that tiny clock that I never really look at and put other information in there that I now can't see because of the notch. Um, but that that's not an option right now. Yeah, I, I can see logic in that. That's that's definitely got some sense in it, hasn't it? The, that you to give you more flexibility over over what you want, and it, it you wouldn't have thought it'd be too difficult to implement that either. I don't wouldn't have thought so. Plus, also, it's a bit cheeky that LG are calling this their second with well, a new second screen. I think they're calling it, which is obviously a throwback to the V10 and the V20's second screen. But it's not really a second screen. It's just you know two ears copied from copied from the iPhone 10. So you can call it what you like. We all know what it is. <laughs> I think it's interesting how much smaller the notch is on the P20 over the iPhone. When you put them next to each other, the notch on the iPhone is probably twice as wide. Well, my other little tiny complaint about the notch on these other phones is that you know when Apple implemented it, it's it's for a good reason. You know that Face ID 3D camera business needs to go somewhere, and it's for a purpose. Whereas on the G7, I have to scratch my head and wonder why do they bother with it? Because you've got a chin at the bottom, a, a bezel at the top, you've got a notch, which just holds, I'm assuming, things like front-facing camera and a speaker. You know, it, it doesn't seem necessary. It just seems like a blatant copy because obviously Apple, are, are the iPhone is extremely popular and it's almost like they're saying, well, we need to sell this, so we may need to make it look like the most popular phone so let's make it look like an iphone which i think is a rubbish reason yeah here's a question for you then andy if you take the v30 which i assume you've still got there actually no <laughs> oh, okay. that's in the state of kentucky right now <laughs> okay well let's take the s9 then you've got one of yeah. those to hand so put the s9 up against the g7 and which one has the screen going higher is it the fact that uh, LG have implemented a notch mean that you've got less top bezel than the S9, which has a fairly small top bezel. 
honestly, it is so... There's hardly anything in it. And I think that's the main point, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... whilst... Go on. I was going to say, because whilst they've put an improved front-facing camera in the G7, they couldn't get much worse than the V30, to be honest. No, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Garbage. But, you know, the S9 has got a decent enough set of sensors up the top. It's got a decent front-facing camera. It's got a fairly loud um, speaker that I think they drive out of there these days. Yeah, it's pretty good. So if the G7 had a top bezel the same as the S9, would it be better or worse? For me personally, after using this thing for nearly 24 hours, I think it would be better because you know going back to what we were just talking about with certain apps it's not really implemented properly yet and i'm sure down the road a piece it will but like if i you know if i'm in the car or you know passenger seat obviously and the missus is driving and i'm i've got maps out and she says what's the time like looking i'm looking at the phone right now i don't know what the time is yeah i would have to really squint or swipe down from the top and i just think that's bonkers there's no real need for it I think we do acknowledge that this is definitely going to attract users and customers because it does look like a very expensive Apple phone. I agree. So I agree. That, yeah. So uh, going to Richard, notch on the P20, does mm. that remain black if you fire up various different applications or does it do the same as the G7 and uh, it's only black under you know, LG apps, and therefore as soon as you launch another one, it just, it might as well just be not there. It it, it doesn't seem to be only um, Huawei apps. I mean, let's let's try, if I open Fenix, for example, Fenix, Fenix, the notch completely disappears. The the notification icons are there, and I've got a black background. You can't tell that it's even there. Um, Let's see what else we could go. But it sounds Uh, like you've got Fenix in dark mode, which you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. yeah, Which I've got on, I've got on the G7 as well. And I just opened it up. And even though it is, you're right, Richard, it is completely black and disappeared because of what I was saying about the LCD, you can just about see the line of where the notch is, which Um, is a bit daft. Looking in Telegram, well, it's a bit like Andy described. The the area that's got the notch in the middle is is slightly darker than the rest of the screen. And I mean, in Telegram, of course, it's blue. Uh, So it's more sort of uh, grey-blue on Telegram round the notch. That's just the natural Android um, design language of having Uh, that status bar change depending on the app. Yeah, Google Photos, you've got this grey bar with, with white. Uh, notifications and numerals on it, just like Google okay. Maps. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe coming to this, having had an iPhone 10 for six months, it bothers me a lot less than it, it, it obviously bothers Andy. It just annoys you every time you look at it, doesn't it, Andy? I can tell. Well, I mean, um, I would definitely I would definitely run it without trying to hide the notch, and I, and I would embrace it. It's never bothered me on the iPhone X, and I can't imagine that it would bother me too much on Android, apart from it sounds like the implementation is a little bit kludgier, and they've just tried to avoid putting too much stuff in the notification status, in the status bar, I should say, um, such that the notch doesn't block off too much stuff. But I presume as soon as you stack up notifications and icons up there it'll just go under the notch if it's if it's not careful I suppose there is one point here isn't there and that is we know that this is going to be built into uh, android p maybe they are sort of waiting to see exactly what they're hooking into in, in android p before they 
Yeah, could be. Yeah, a bit more. You know, I mean, it's hard to know. I, I, I'm not unhappy with it in the in the P20. Uh, I think actually it's a better implementation than Apple's in lots of respects. Um, but I can see a situation where, as Andy says, if you say I don't want the notch, but you get it anyway, that's just very annoying, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's I think it's disingenuous for us to go forward saying. You know, now that, that now that these Android phones are gonna, you know, have include include the notch, I don't think it's it's right to say. And you get to choose if you don't like it, you can just turn it off because clearly with the G7, that's not the case. No. Let's hope that uh, either it gets fixed in uh, Huawei and LG's software whilst they're still on Oreo, or let's hope that the uh, Android P update uh, makes its way onto those devices quickly in the notch can be handled uh, platform-wide by the operating system. Yeah, and it also does make me wonder whether people outside of uh, our little geeky tech bubble actually give a monkeys. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Because <laughs> I bet so, they don't. <laughs> so let's quickly move on then, Andy. So I still love my V30. I know that you had a small falling out with yours. Mm-hmm. The only issue that I have with the V30, apart from uh, there's a slight um, roughness in build quality which i think you get from lgs which we've uh, touched upon previously but i absolutely love it still love it uh, still use it all the time although i don't have my main sim in it the only thing that i could think you could improve it with is by making it slightly thinner slightly smaller and the other thing might be you could argue that you would want a more consistent screen and therefore go with an lcd they tend to be a little bit more consistent a little bit more uniform but perhaps um so is the G7 the answer to all my prayers? No. If the notch is not going to bother me. <laughs> no, it is not the answer to all your prayers. And in fact, if you said to me, which one would you choose today? Bearing in mind that, that you know, the screen could be guaranteed to be perfect on a V30. I would choose a V30 in a second over the, the G7. The G7 feels as if the software isn't quite perfect yet it's quite slow in places the camera is the biggest disappointment in terms of speed it's it feels like um it feels like a a lumia 1020 and i know that's 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 exaggerating but it it feels very slow to start when you transition between wide angle lens and, and regular lens it's slow uh when you take a picture it's quite slow to process for you to get onto the next one and i think what's happening is a pure andy hagen guess that they've stuffed so much into um the camera in terms of ai stuff which by the way is bonkers which i'll talk about that in a second that it's it's taking up the ram it's taking up the processor it's taking up something and it's not as quick and snappy as the v30 so this ai thing if you if you can't you, take you can deactivate that just um deactivate it and have a go deactivate what sorry the ai you just touch the ai text and it turns it off oh yeah well i would never activate it in the first place but it's always kind of sitting around in in the system waiting for you to to tap it and when you tap it you know i was pointing it at the cat and i've got these words popping up on the screen i had grasshopper picnic (laughs) um sandwich cat was in there but i just thought where are you getting grasshopper and picnic from? Yeah. That's mental. Yeah, that's, and that's nuts, it's, isn't it? It's about as helpful as a blind guide dog. There's no point. I can't see any point in it. I just turned mine on, pointed it into my study, and it identified cauliflower. So 
That's good, isn't it? That's amazing. Don't, don't get any of that nonsense on the AI and the Huawei. I've got to say, it, it's generally speaking, picking out what's there. Yeah, I'm. Mm. I'm not impressed with it. I'm not. I'm not overly impressed with the with the camera with the photo quality either. I just I snapped a picture of um, my street outside. It is a beautiful sunny day, and there was lots of flowers and trees and stuff. And then I got home and, and looked at it um, in inside because it was difficult to see it in the in the bright sunlight on the on the phone screen, and it it, it just looks horribly overprocessed. i mean to to a, nor- a normal person's eyes it's probably fine but to mine after using the s9 for a couple of weeks i just think yuck so overall i just i don't know what lg are thinking i'm hoping beyond all hope that the the uh, the v40 which probably is going to be a you know september october release i'm hoping they they get this right because i don't want to i don't want anything to do with the g7 to be honest so do we think that, I mean, I know after just having said that don't count on any phone manufacturer to improve the camera too much um, with subsequent firmwares, I mean, we are still pretty much pre-release, aren't we? I mean, it gets released on the next week, I think. So is it a retail unit that you're playing with? Yeah, that, that was what I was going to say. Is, is this the final, final software? It's a good question. It did come directly from LG and it's an unlocked version. And the first thing I did after setting it up yesterday, I went to settings and I went to see if there was a system uh, update and there was. And so it downloaded something quite big because it took a long time to install. Um, And I don't know what that does. It certainly didn't change, you know, the the Android. So it was still uh, 8.1. Um, it just, you know, kind of fixes and tweaks and bug fixes and whatnot, but it didn't speed the camera up any. That was the, it still, I was hoping that was going to speed that up, but it didn't change that at all. So you're right. It could be, it, it could be that there's another big software update coming down the road early June. And I would hope that would be the case because there are things in this that really do need fixing. Even today, earlier, I, I hit the, um, I can never never remember what it's called the the recents button you know when you press that and you can see yeah. your, your recent yeah. apps and I th- I thought I hadn't pressed it because it took a good good fat second to bring up the the the, the cards and yeah. I thought well, that's not right the fingerprint scanner is a bit fussy stuff like that's unlikely to stay like that for too too long I mean it's well it's got the best Qualcomm CPU that you can put in a phone at the moment, hasn't it? So it's, yeah, it's eight forty-five. But that that you know, I'm afraid that does make me think what what the heck's going on because it shouldn't yeah. be doing anything like that. Yeah, nothing like that. It should be perfect. Should be blazing fast and perfect, but it's not. It certainly should, shouldn't it? I mean, it should be should be going like the proverbial that should because it's yeah. It's got, it's got it's got the memory. It's got the processor. It's got everything that. that it ought to have a cope with all that. So so what what I'm sort of thinking is maybe the AI software isn't mature enough. Um, That's what I was thinking as well. It, it has to be said since I, since they, I got the the, the thin Q or Think or whatever it is update on my V30 Plus, I've not actually used it very much because I've been playing with the, the uh, P20. But um, have, you, have you played with the uh, the V30 since you had that update, James? Yeah, the, the, the Oreo update. Did it make much of a difference to the, uh, the to the camera? It well, it added that AI thing in that I just switched off and never yeah. bothered with. So, I and mean, that's the point, isn't it? If you switch it off, you don't know. Did it affect the overall speed of the phone, James? Because there's lots of complaints over here about um, when that comes down, it just slows everything down. I don't know if I would say it slowed down. I've noticed a couple of little bugs. 
Right. So things like notifications keep reappearing when I've already cleared them and things like that. And in my head, I'm just thinking, oh, I haven't done the full reset on this. I know you shouldn't have to do it, but I tend to do it on most uh, Androids. If I get a major system uh, increment, then I tend to do a full reset. I've not done that yet on the um, V30. Also, um, Google Voice was playing up. It, it kept, I kept saying, you know, okay, G, and it would kind of uh, launch two instances of it at the same time and they were both getting very confused so uh yeah it's a little bit it seems a little bit buggy but i wonder what it's like once i've done a full reset and i wonder also what it's like once we get to the second oreo update on this uh, v30 right yeah it's very pricey over here as well i don't know what it what the pricing is for the uk but over here t-mobile's pre-order price is close to eight hundred dollars i think so the g7 for the G7, yeah. So it's five nine nine, which is not too bad, given that's the launch price. Yeah, that's quite surprising, really, because it's usually the case that the uh, the UK price is is one of the highest, isn't it? Even adjusting for the tax, it's uh, it's usually appreciably more expensive here than in the US. Maybe this is just one where it's worse than America. Yeah, I don't know. I personally can't see many of these flying off the shelves. I don't think the the reviews I've read online have not been. They've, they've been very seven out of ten kind of reviews you know it's it's good it's fine it's got nice features here and there this and that but it's not anything that's just gonna gonna wow people you know yeah it's a shame because um i thought it would be my perfect phone so you've at least saved me um 600 pounds <laughs> well that's evening, good which is uh, which is <laughs> that's handy. something i'm good for something but yeah i guess we'll just wait for the v30 i do uh, i don't want to sacrifice wireless charging i don't want to sacrifice the dac mm-hmm. I, you know I do want a decent screen and I want a fairly light version of Android and LG yeah. are pretty much the only company that are giving me that at the moment. So right. Pixel, Pixel 3 is what you're really waiting for, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that the Pixel 3 will reintroduce Qi charging, but I don't think that it will reintroduce the headphone jack. I, no. I just can't see that happening. So um, I do think that, yeah, the Pixel 3 will be a very interesting phone. I will be definitely tempted with it. I think... They sh- they're well on the um, on the roll with their camera expertise, so you'll get we'll get another generation of that. I can't see them going backwards there, and if if they go forwards, I think I'll probably pick it up. And I think um, I think I'm of a mind to uh, get rid of my Pixel Two, which I've, I just use less and less all the time. Yes, it's I do still think it's got the best camera out there that well certainly that I've got access to but uh, I think the V30 with the um, pixel camera gets so close to it very very close doesn't it yeah it's like 95% of the way there and you get so many more extra features on the V30 that I think I'm just going to sell that pixel to not that I I can't imagine you get much for it I'm not anticipating getting a huge amount but I'll get as much as I can I'm gonna run away gents not not from not from my wife but from you two that's, that's a, like a probably sensible way of going about things I think we've been jilted, I think we've been jilted James slightly jilted yeah yeah you've been you've been dumped I'm afraid yeah. okay uh, lots lots to do so um, it's been great chatting with you guys. Yeah, uh, and I really hope you get to keep hold of the uh, G7 a little bit longer so that it hopefully gets a software update to make it a bit better because I think yeah. uh, I've just still got a lot of hopes on it. I, for me, the hardware still seems good. So yeah. hopefully if they, can, nice. if they can sort the um, software out, it will still be a viable option. And maybe by that time, it will come down in price a bit. Yeah, more than likely, more than likely. Okay, brilliant. Cheers, Andy. Thanks, Andy. Cheerio now. Cheers. Speak to you soon. Okay, well, I think that that's 
about it for this week. It's been fantastic talking to everyone, Andy and Richard. So it's goodbye from me. And uh, goodbye from me as well. And we'll see everyone on the next time. Bye. Cheers. (laughs) 